After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick and on this episode I'm joined by the two best balls in Disney podcasting, Mr. D. Howdy, how are we doing? Oh, good, thank you. And we are also joined by P-Dubs. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, uh, and thanks to uh, Steve, we do have a, a special sponsor of this episode. Uh, they sponsored our last uh, podcast as well for Universal, and that is uh, Disney YouTube Vloggers filming the same shit from a different angle. That's Disney YouTube Vloggers. Check them out uh, if you do like to see lots of people filming the same stuff and being overall a bit of a nuisance. Um, it's uh, a few things have happened. Yeah, a few Off. things have happened. Today, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing in particular. One, one, yeah, one thing for us definitely. Um, a few other bits and pieces as well. And I think I've been trying to find a message, and I apologise in advance. I think it might have been Ash that sent a message in about uh, ride the attractions. Um, so I want to talk, I'm saying this now in case I forget later on, but, uh, when we talk about things beyond the parks, uh, ride the attractions, I want to talk about that. Um, but we're not talking about stuff outside the parks yet because we haven't talked about the stuff inside the parks yet. So we're going to do that. But before we do, of course, I have to go around and ask what everybody's drinking. So, uh, P-Dubs, what are you drinking? I am drinking some good old R-White's Lemonade. R-White's Lemonade. It's a, a reference lost on oh, everybody. Ninety percent of the audience, <laughs> at least. Yeah, pretty much everyone outside of us. Yeah, if you included me on that, then it's ninety. If you if you didn't include me on that, then it's ninety-one. <laughs> Come on, you must remember that epi- that advert, no? Nah. Secret lemonade drinker. Um, I don't think that was. I don't think that was a thing in Scotland. It was. We, uh, had, we had different. Pop up in Scotland. I mean, I, I'm guessing you've never heard of Garvey's. Garvey's no. was the big pop when I was a kid, or or um, was it Alpine or McAlpine? I can't remember. But well, it was we Alpine. It was there. Alpine in England and McAlpine up in Scotland. Obviously, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Alpine and son of Alpine. That's what Mick is. Oh, okay. And Fair Mac, enough. I think, is son of son of. Mm. And I don't know what comes beyond that. No. I, seemed, I didn't realise yeah. that. I didn't realise that. I think that. that's right. Could be um, completely making it up. But. Could be. Who knows? Some Google it. Us. 
Yeah, Google exactly. It, um, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I mean, oh, oh, whites are still a pretty big brand. In fact, it is mm. the biggest brand of lemonade. I'd say there's not many lemonades, are there? Shrips, maybe. Yeah, but shrips make our white. Yeah, they do. It's I just suppose. another brand name for them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Sprite isn't lemonade, and uh, what's the other one? Mountain Dew's not lemonade. Seven Up. Seven Up isn't lemonade because it's got lime in it. So, yeah, oh. uh, it, it was a big. It was an advert from the seventies, but they they redid it or they re-showed it in the nineties when me and P Dubs were growing up. Yeah. So that's how we re- know something that old. But yeah, obviously this is a reference loss on, on far too many people. And I can't believe we just wasted two minutes of this podcast about lemonade brands. Um, P Dubs, what are you drinking? No, not P Dubs. Mr. Oh, let's see. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I told you. I told I you. Drinking. I told you before I started recording this. You know, I'm I'm, I'm out of sorts today. I do apologize, yeah. uh, Mr. D. What are you drinking? So. You need to listen up carefully to what I say here. Okay. Don't, I don't want to be misquoted. I'm drinking Kraken and Coke. Kraken and Coke. Right. Not to be confused with illegal substances. Yeah, I mean, with the greatest respect of uh, offending our few Scottish listeners, you know, mm-hmm. a Scottish man talking about crack is uh, almost plays on stereotype. Yeah, this is not trees. Some spot. circles, but this is not crack. It's cracking. Have you ever bomb. seen? Have you ever seen cracking in the states? No, I can't. See, I, I can't see. I've looked for it. You know, to be fair, so no, it exist. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, an American listener. It'll be. Uh, get it'll crack be in space rum. It's a. It'll be a top bar spirit, won't it? Mm-hmm. If I they think do so, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's very it's nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I uh, did actually put some beers in the fridge, but I'm not drinking them because it'll affect the medication. So instead, unfortunately, again, Joe Pepsi Max, but there you go. Um, right, let us go and have a look at what's going on inside the parks. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine-hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip booked today. Okay, so... Do we want to talk about the news that's not really 
inside the parks, but he's probably the, the news that's going to get us most excited about the parks. Uh, why not? Since you mentioned yeah. it now, it seemed seem rude not to. Seem rude not to. Um, so there were rumours going around. Uh, well, we were recording this on, on Monday, the, the 20th. Um, and there were rumours going around that uh, later this week, they were going to announce a change in the travel restrictions uh, for the UK and the EU uh, going to America. And then, lo and behold, a couple of hours later, it's officially uh, officially announced. So, uh, details are still slightly sketchy, I'd say. Um, yeah. Nothing is completely concrete in terms of, you know, dates and bits and pieces like that. But the overall headline is that um, from November, that the border to the United States will be reopened for uh, citizens both from uh, the UK and the EU for the first time since uh, the 13th of March 2020. That is the day they closed the borders. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Yes. There we go. Good news. It's it's moving in the right direction. It's it moving in the right direction. Um, what we know... What the, what's been announced so far is that you do have to be uh, double vaccinated. There has been no, there were some rumours about, um, also some some suggestions that some of the vaccines wouldn't count. That has not been uh, mentioned as yet. So uh, they were saying that because AstraZeneca hadn't been approved by the FDA, that that might not be. Uh, enough to get you into the US, but that hasn't actually been confirmed. So we're we're waiting on that. Um, we also don't know as yet um, when you had had to have had your second uh, vaccine, or or how long that lasts uh, in terms of of being approved. Because obviously people have been having the vaccine since the start of this year. Some people are going to get a booster now. Aren't they? I think they've just started rolling out a booster shot. Blue started, started today. Mm. Yep, that's right. So that is also going to happen, but that's a booster that's being aimed at, I think, the over 50s. So uh, at the minute, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I've not talked about if that's going to be rolled down or not. Uh, it's just certainly what they're starting with. So that that's the only thing that I am a little bit confused about because. I, I, I originally they were kind of suggesting that the the vaccines work really effectively for about six months. So for those people that are coming up to that six month window or have even possibly bypassed that six month window, what's that going to mean? Will they not be able to take the US up on this generous offer or not? Um, it, it's questions like that really that we're kind of waiting for for answers on. Um, and also, I don't think it's unless I've missed something. I've not really seen anything about children as yet. No. No, if it's anything like a cruise, I think the adults have got to be double vaccinated, and the kids need to be tested. But, but, but I don't know if that applies here. Mm. Mm. Uh, no, P dubs. This doesn't really directly affect you, but it almost did. Yeah, it almost did. We we were due to go in 
four weeks. Um, and it, I haven't been on the show since. Uh, our flights got cancelled. BA cancelled them. So it was very close that this would have affected us, but in the end it didn't. So we're um, not too worried now. We're going to wait until next year. And I think that's, you know, a well, the decision was taken out of your hands. But, it was. But I'm, I have to be honest, I wasn't sad about the fact that it was cancelled. And, and the other thing as well that we're not too sure about and the thing that I think, obviously, people listening to this podcast are probably more uh, interested in is what we're actually allowed to do. Yeah. So we're going to be allowed to go over, but the question is, where are we allowed to go? Yeah. Are we? Is it carte blanche? Can we go to anywhere that is offering flights, or will certain states have their own mandates? No. Can they have their own mandate? I guess they can have their man- own mandate. Yeah, can they? they can. They can do what they want, basically. Yeah. Which makes sense because we've it's seen what Florida have done. Yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised if they did, though. I, well, no, I, I, I agree. I agree, but um, you would, you would like to think that if there was a state that was having a particularly bad episode and i'm not just saying this because of florida because other states have had ups and downs it's just florida seems to be a bit more consistent um but let's just say you know at at the moment new york and i'm just picking out thin air i'm not looking at any stats but let's say new york has got a really low transmission rate uh low really low infection rate and they're quite happy for people to to come back over if that suddenly goes up dramatically um to, to levels they're not comfortable with, will they then turn around and say, actually, we don't want you here now? Hmm. I don't know if they've got the power to do that. But again, I don't know. But we have. I would have thought that was more a federal thing, though. Yeah, but we've, we've done that, haven't we? Like, we've turned around to countries and gone, right, um, we're now putting you on the red list in yeah. 10 days' time. <laughs> yeah, but get, the whole yourself country home. is, you can't, you know, so... So here's the thing, right? If we did that, you couldn't fly into any UK airport. If New York did that, you could fly into Chicago and then drive or take a train or a bus or whatever to New York, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess kind of all or nothing, but I I don't know, just guessing. I don't think they'd... Well, so far they haven't done that. They haven't broken it down to... Individual states, it's been a blanket thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any country that's kind of tried to segment bringing people in immigration like that. To, to be fair, though, most countries aren't the size of America. Mm. You're absolutely right, but there are countries that are, yeah, you know, as as big as a state. Yeah. So hey, I don't know. You might be right. But it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. I didn't have any plans to fly on the first plane out to America as soon as the the borders were were reopened. Um, so this isn't going to affect me at all. Um, and there will be people that will will want to do it. And as I said, for me, if you plan to do something, it you know I think you know fair enough. You know you would have moved if you were concerned. You'd have moved your holiday by now about what's yeah. going on in America. So if you've still got a holiday booked for November, December, you're going to be going on that. 
Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to pull out. But it'd be interesting to see how many people go, right, the borders are open, I'm going over. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people who book. They may not book for November. I think there's going to be a massive rush. I mean, literally within an hour of the announcement, I was seeing advertisements for holiday companies saying the borders are opening, you know, some great deals. Attraction tickets for one. Really? Yeah, I got an e- email drop within within an hour, like half an hour. <laughs> right? So I, I think people will now start to plan their holiday for next year. I don't know that it will be November, but, you know, they'll start to, they'll start to plan holidays for summer next year or, or even before that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would book a holiday yet for next year. Unless it for... was a year or what. Like, if, if I was looking to book for next October, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'd be, because I've announced the borders are opening up now, I don't think I'd be in a rush to book for January, February. Yeah, no, I mean, either. Because there's so many other things that need to catch up, really. You know, there's the airlines and the, you know, the airlines have cut back on the resources. We were talking about this a little bit before, but I can only imagine that they're going to have to start gearing up for the increased demand. So then you can expect prices to go up and, you know, until they catch up again, it's got to be other things that have got to happen to get things back up to full capacity. I've got to believe. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy we aren't going to go until end of October next year. And I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Fair days. Yeah. Um, I take it's not changed anything for you, P-Dubs. Like you're not going to try no, and bring really, forward or anything. No, well, we've not booked anything yet, but our plan is basically because we get two weeks holiday in October in our schools. Yes. And it right. makes it yeah. so much easier because the first week, not a lot of schools are off. Um, so that's why we pick it. We like the weather at that time of the year. So I don't see anything changing at the moment. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's that a great time to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's my preferred time to go because of the weather more than <laughs> anything else, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and all Halloween stuff and food and wine and all of that. It's not yeah. it's not as quiet as it used to be. It used to be a, a really good time to go from a crowd's point of view, but it's got other things that make it a good time. Crowds have been down. Um, I know crowds yeah. have been down this week. Um, compared to how it been the last few weeks, but it's probably because it's getting close to the 50th, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, from what I've been reading and hearing, you know, I think COVID has put a lot of Americans off because, you know, the, the rates in Florida have been high. And I just heard this week for the first time that they've started to show slightly more positive signs. Um but yeah, Florida obviously hasn't hasn't been doing that well from a COVID point of view. Mm. And Disney have started to offer deals. I, I was just that. say they've they've delayed reopening All Star Sports as well. Yeah. Well, that's a nice that's a nice segue because uh, that was also my agenda as well to talk about. Yeah. But they're offering deals between now and the end of the year, sort of twenty twenty five percent off. Do we do we know why they've 
delayed All Star though? Is it just? Do you think? Oh, you've only literally just seen it, and I would imagine it probably is just due to that. I can't imagine there's any delays in what they were doing to it or or anything like that. They they've had eighteen months to do it. I think the only thing, um, the only other thing that could be a factor is just staff, just the lack of staff. Because obviously they've lost all their international staff. We know that there's shortages of things like bus drivers and stuff like that. Um, you know, they let a lot of people go. Possibly didn't get all of them back or can't get all of them back. There's a demand in the area, not just Disney. So that'll be sucking people away. There'll be people who'll be pissed off with Disney because of how they've treated people through COVID. We know there's some bad feeling there. So if people have left, they may be reluctant to go back if they can get a job somewhere else. So I would I would stick my neck out and say that staff could be a part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean about the, the, the bad the bad taste that, that some people have got, but isn't it a little bit like Amazon? Where you sit there and go, Oh, aren't Amazon the most awful company? Why can't they pay their taxes? And then you buy something off there straight away. Yeah, but if you've been a Disney employee and you've been let go and, and there are other companies hiring in the area for the same money or better money, would you go back to the company that didn't treat you very well? Oh, they're offering, you've got an alternative. They're offering uh, $1,500 as an incentive. But they're not the only one. No. <laughs> other companies are offering incentives as well. I, I don't know, but I mean, from what I hear, they've got staff shortages as well. So yeah. that might be, you know, a reason why they haven't, or well, they can't open everything up. Plus, the crowds are down. So why would you? Yeah, no, I, 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 mean, I got, hear you. I agree. They got the other two all stars, and they've got they got Pop Century. So they've they've got quite a lot of value resort capacity. Mm. Interesting, though. You, I, I, I'm surprised for the fiftieth that they they're not. You would have thought they'd be near capacity. I mean, I, I thought not. some hotels had sold out. Well, so, well, actually, actually, no. I think there's another problem here, isn't there? And that is the park still restricted. Well, yeah, but you think about that, right? The parks are still restricted, and wait times, crowd levels are low. That that's telling you that people are keep people are staying away. No. When it gets to the 50th, then, you know, if, if the 50th is coming up, why would you go now, you know? Why wouldn't you wait until the 50th? Yeah. Sorry, so for things, some reason. things may well pick up, but the fact that they've offered deals through until the end of the year, pretty much, is telling you that they aren't seeing it in their bookings. If they could see ahead and see that, oh, come October, everything's full, they wouldn't be offering these deals. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I see it. It's, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know, in some ways, a good time to go. Mm. But, um, or it has been a good time to go. I think it will. Well, we know it's going to kick up when it gets to the 50th. We absolutely know it is. But it may not be quite what Disney were hoping for or expected. I think you've also got to look at it. They've, they've got two more rides to open. And people are going, well, why, why would we go now when we can go and ride two massive great big roller coasters 
at some point next year. You mean well, Tron and Guardians? Yeah. That's, they're still not confirmed. No. Speculation they, is that they, they will one next year. They will open within their 50th anniversary. I mean, I mean, I think you're you're probably right, but I'm we know saying. that Guardian Guardian starts filming in January, mm. and the first thing mm. they will do will be the footage for that ride. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So speculation I have though, and it is speculation, is obviously because of COVID and whatever, Chapek, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. They have got Guardians and Tron coming, but what what have they got beyond that? And it, it takes them so long to develop yeah. a ride. So kind of the scuttlebutt I was hearing was was do one and then do another one to buy some time for whatever's coming beyond that because they haven't really got much in the works. I mean, this, well, we'll get to it in a minute. I mean, there's maybe something coming to Animal Kingdom, but they haven't, I don't think they've announced anything yet. There's some construction walls going up in Animal Kingdom this week. Well, the problem is, is that the things that they had announced, like uh, the expansion to the England Pavilion, have have now been, you know, stopped. Haven't they? Like the the Mary yeah. Poppins expansion, that's all gone. Yeah. I, I, have, did they officially cancel it, or did they just say it was indefinitely delayed? It, it was indefinitely delayed, and right. And the thing was, yeah. they never even confirmed what it was, did they? We we got we oh, we're doing a Mary Poppins. We saw yeah. a picture of Cherry Tree Lane, and that was it. Yeah. Because from what I heard, it went from being a dark ride to being a carousel to being a meet and greet, and then finally just scrapped. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> you, you look at it that way, and then, but again, Mary Poppins Returns wasn't the big hit that they were expecting it to be. Yeah. No, it had a very similar t- trajectory to the original, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't really set anything alike. The only the only difference is, is that, as yet, it hasn't found its audience. No. And it, it, it won't either, will it? Let's be honest. The reason why things like Mary Poppins found a, a second life was because of how films like that were shown. Yeah. Now you've got a streaming service that you can watch anything at any time. So it just gets yeah. lost in the shuffle. Mm. Um. Shuffle, not shovel. I don't know what that sounded like there, but there. Um, but yeah, I yeah. There, there is nothing. There are no big attractions. Disneyland has attractions announced. Disneyland Paris has uh, attractions announced. Even uh, the Asian parks have got big attractions announced. Uh, the Asian yeah. parks have got some massive expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new lands like, and all sorts. Yeah, Zootopia. Frozen, they're gonna have to. I think yeah. this is gonna be the first one to open. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just, just all this yeah. stuff, and and Disney World have got nothing after, and it's it's gonna be Guardians, right? Guardians is gonna be the last attraction to open. Yeah, Tron it has to be because Tron's nearly done. Yeah. Yeah. They're testing it. We know it's it's nearly there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't really they haven't really melted. You know, rise of the resistance probably because of COVID, have they? I mean, they, so they've they still got they still got mileage in that. Nice they've segue got, there, Mister D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got they've got the new Epcot nighttime show, right? Harmonious. Um, they've got Ratatouille. You know, they they still haven't again for the same reasons as Rise of the Resistance. They still haven't 
maybe completely got their mileage out of Runaway Railway at the, at the, the uh, studios. Um, and they've got, you know, the 50th new, new nighttime shows and just the decorations and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, next year if they if they launch Tron, that gets them, buys them another bit of time and then they've still got Guardians up their sleeve, which gives them time to shoot the movie and do whatever they got to do. It's it's a very good point, actually, Steve, that you've you've raised there because you're quite right. You know, Rise of Resistance was open for months. Uh, Mickey and Minnie was open for weeks before the pandemic first happened. Did it even um, come out? Was it even out of rehearsals? Mickey, did it even yeah. Offici- yeah, did it did it officially yeah, open before we went? I think it yeah, did, yeah, yeah. but not by much. Possibly a week. Yeah, maybe maybe two tops. But yeah, it was it was like early March, I think it officially uh, opened, and it it might have even might not have got out soft opening. Uh, thinking about it, but I mean, it was definitely it was public open rather than cast member yeah. previews like we've got with Remy right now. But yeah, we had Rise of Resistance open for a few months. We had Mickey and Minnie open for a few weeks. We've got Remy opening up in a matter of weeks. First uh, of October, isn't it? I think, mm. or yeah, is it just sure. before the anniversary? I uh, believe it is the anniversary. If I remember rightly, it's yeah, yeah, it is the first. So, I mean, the thing is, that's with the two yet to open. That's five attractions that would have opened up within, you know, uh, f- uh, three. Well, yeah, possibly three years. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate timing that they, <laughs> the three-year period, half of yeah. that's been eaten up by COVID. But um, that's right. But then that's a, oh, that's almost another attraction in its own in its own right. Just getting back to a Disney park. Oh yeah. Sorry, well, yeah. yeah. The, the impact of COVID. <laughs> yeah, getting back to a Disney park. You know. So if you're Disney, you got to be sitting there thinking, well, people are desperate to get back here. You know, why are we why are we gonna shoot all our news in one go? We gotta we gotta string this stuff out, and because they've delayed stuff, you know they're gonna need time to to reorganize. My guess is that whatever comes beyond Tron or Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. whatever comes after Guardians, assuming that that's the last one, they're gonna have to get on with it pretty damn quick, and it's probably gonna be something a cut and paste from somewhere else or. Mm. Something they can do relatively quickly for Disney because relatively quickly we're talking kind of two, three years, whereas Disney typically has been for a big ride four, five years. Mm. And especially with that seems with this move of Imagineering as well to Florida um, and a very small team by all accounts, you've got to look at it and you've got to go, well, it's going to be something they've already worked on. You've got to believe that, yeah. And for me, I think the obvious choice is to go with Zootopia. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. It's, it's ready. Animal Kingdom could still do with another land. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the only other one that I that hasn't been talked about and I thought it was obvious having watched the film was Shang-Chi, was mm. to finally give them their beastly kingdom. Hmm. Right. But I can't, I can't imagine that will be something that will come quickly. Uh, especially as well when I think if anyone was expecting a, an Animal Kingdom expansion to do with Marvel, it would be Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. Well, that could be 
I don't know. It could be connected to the construction walls that have gone up this week, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, as you mentioned, no, it's one of the, uh, there, by the, way. the new attractions. The other quite big park news, uh, at least, is the fact that at Rise of Resistance is, well, it's not being scrapped, but the boarding pass system is being scrapped. Well, it's being paused. Right. Yeah, scrapped. Paused. They've, they've, no, so they've we said, can make they've some said money. Paused. They've <laughs> deliberately said paused. Mm. They, they haven't said that it's gone. Oh, doesn't are... that lightning lane look pretty? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's standby lane only. Yeah. On the 23rd of September. And they have, I don't know if you've, if you've seen the post, uh, the pictures of this, but they have uh, put up some standby signs at Rise of Resistance as well. Yeah, no, I'm seeing. It's in, good. Uh, well, it it it's in the uh, the usual kind Batuan. of language. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. I believe language? so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be able to decipher what it is, but that is that's what the sign is for. It's for standby. So, I hope it's better than the lightning lane signs. Uh, yeah, it is actually. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, obviously, it's 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 good. Uh, on on the one hand, but yeah, as you say, how long for? Now this is only this is only Disney World, is it? Disneyland yeah. hasn't had the the same change. They are keeping that uh, as is at the moment. Mm. Still the newest attraction, isn't it? No, Mickey's. Is it not? Uh, Disneyland. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Yeah, and they happen to be scrapping the boarding pass as they introduced the one for Ratatouille. Mm. <laughs> Is it a case of their system can't cope with more than one boarding pass? I mean, that would be... That would be quite a conclusion that you're jumping to. However, timing-wise... Yeah. <laughs> can't really argue with it, can you? Let's be honest. No. Um... So yeah, so that's that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I mean, obviously the the boarding pass system is probably the, the second most controversial thing to have happened uh, with regards to queuing at a Disney park, other than of course Genie and uh, Genie Plus. So the fact that it's going, I don't think people are going to be very upset about it. No, at all. Hmm. Um. Yeah. In fact, I just I just remembered talking. Uh, I was talking to Mark Elkington the other week about Genie Plus. He, he had some feedback and was also talking about some of the stuff that Diz Unplugged was saying about it as well and who their uh, their new kind of key audience is. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting as well to see what the impact will be of, of Genie when that does officially launch. Yeah. Uh, do we have a date for that yet? No, I don't think so. It was it was meant to be. I thought it was meant to be before the anniversary. I uh, thought. I heard that. I thought it was going to be October, but a bit like we can go to America in November. That's just a month. <laughs> really a date. It's, they're they're going to spring it on you the morning that they launch it. <laughs> well, mm. probably will. Um. That is, uh, that is quite You cool. have an update for your Disney, my Disney experience. Yeah. 
Now you've got to pay. That'll be $120, please. <laughs> um, so, uh, you talked about Animal Kingdom, and I don't think we talked about this yeah, when I mean, it was first uh... announced. But Well, actually, there's two things. So, the first one, I suppose we should just touch on briefly, is that uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. Mm-hmm. Um, which should have been called "Dude, Where's My Fish?" No, in the in the grand scheme of you know taking a a like movie and and translates it to a theatre kind of thing. Anyway, um, maybe not. But that cool, has huh? been when, when that's been running a long time, hasn't it? Finding Nemo the musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two thousand seven ish. I think. Yeah, something like that. It used to be Tarzan Show, didn't it? Tarzan Rocks. Mm. Did it have some kind of record? Uh, I don't know. I'm sh- or was it Lion King that had the record? I'm sure one of them had some Hoop- kind of... Hoopty Doo had, had a record, I think. Yeah, Hoopty Doo had the longest-running like cabaret show, I believe. Yeah. But I'm sure one of the ones in Animal Kingdom... But Lion King had a break, didn't it, when they changed the theatre? So I'm Not wondering whether much. it was Nemo. Yeah. Yeah, but they were clo- They were closed for about six months. Lion King's been a, there since a lot opening, longer though. than Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. It's but been there since opening. Nemo didn't have a break. It just continued yeah. going until this. Yeah, could be this closure. Could be. Oh, you're saying so because there might have been a break in between. Even yeah. If it was for six months, it still might have if it never. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, so anyway, but Lion King. What, what? Well, we didn't actually say what's happening to Lion King. We've talked about something's happening to Lion King, but we haven't actually said what's happening. Was something happening at Lion King? Sorry, not Lion King. Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. And then it's back. And it's back. So There's something else. Yeah. So um, oh, soft opening uh, two thousand six. Opening date two thousand January twenty fourth two thousand seven. Um. And of course, it was music was by uh, the uh, duo of uh, Anderson Lopez and Lopez. Yeah. So I think Possibly. the key thing is it's going to be short, and that's that's the big change, I think. Yeah, we know of. Yeah. Yeah, because it is a long show. I mean, it's a good show. It's a great it's show, but forty minutes, which is a long show for a theme park. Yeah, if you consider things like. Um, well, any of the like the 3D movies and stuff is what probably 15, 20 minutes tops. Yeah. Well, so, even yeah. even the other shows like Beauty and the Beast and uh, the Little Mermaid. How long's Indy? And... Indy's probably about the same length, isn't it? No, nah, it's oh, going about twenty I would minutes. Do, I would say twenty-five minutes for Indy, maybe. But I mean, um, Nemo's what thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, forty minutes, forty minutes. That's a long. That's a long theme park show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to, so it's, it's, it's closed now. It's going to reopen in 2022 with an updated version of the show. Um, now we think that also from what we've seen, from what castmen have said publicly, it does look like that they are also downsizing the personnel. Mm involved in that as well so i don't know what that's going to mean because at, at the moment it's it's uh I, I don't know how many people they have on stage actually 
but it's, it's a quite mixture, a big cast. Quite a few, yeah. Yeah, it's puppets and dancers. So you know, does that mean they're gonna get rid of some of those puppets? Maybe have more screens or something. And, uh, mm. But it does also sound like it's probably going to include the sequel as well. Okay. To guess what makes sense. Read. Yeah, mm. it does because Dory was a massive hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. I don't think it deserved it, but no, it, it didn't. Was. But it's popular, so. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, with some of the new characters as well that I know people like, it wouldn't be a massive surprise to to see some of those characters thrown in. Yeah, and I mean, I imagine you can condense that down quite quickly. I suppose the thing is, what would that mean for the musical? Because the songs are based on the film, on the first film, so yeah. none of those songs really would work for a sequel. So, you know, are they putting together some new songs? Well, so I know that some of the same songs are being kept. Mm. Yeah, big blue world will work for both. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, uh, won't work, but yeah. Indies twenty five minutes. Yeah, I just looked that up as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting um, yeah. that that's happening. Um, but, and yeah, um, just, just be careful. Expedition you... Everest gone down, isn't it? So shortening the show gets more people through it which helps compensate for the fact that Expedition Everest has gone down, which is a big people eater. Yeah, but do we know how long that's down for? It's a couple of months, I think, isn't it? Not long enough to fix the essay. No. Oh, no, no, that, that. that's never going to be fixed. No, now Joe Rody's gone, that's it. <laughs> I think they'll be no putting hope. LED disco lights, though. Yes, yeah, more environmentally friendly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so despite what you may have read from some uh, shitty clickbait sites, it's not closing forever, um, but it is it is being uh, adapted, changed, yeah. uh, readjusted, whatever you want to say, but it will be back. It will be back. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if we ever talked about this or not, but um, have you seen Kite Tales? Hmm. This no, is the, this. the this is the new show, the new um is it the new nighttime spectacular that's replacing Rivers of Light? It's daytime. Oh daytime. Yeah, but it's okay. at the Discovery River Amphitheatre. Right. So it will be there. Right. Um eleven fifteen, twelve fifteen, one fifteen and 11, 15, 12, 15, 1, 15, 3, 15, 4, 15, and 5, 15. So, obviously, I've given everyone an hour off, which is nice. I can have a bit of lunch. 2, two o'clock lunch. 2 o'clock lunch. Mm-hmm. Right um, in the heat of the day. Exactly. Because that theatre is open, and uh, we all know the Animal Kingdom is hot pot. Oh, especially there. Mm. Very open. Um... So, obviously, it's not been performed yet, so we don't know exactly what is going on with it. However, we can see, uh, you know, from the images about what you might get. So, and this reminds me, what was it? Was it Animagique P-dubs that had the people at the front of the stage waving yeah. things around? Yeah. On big sticks. What was it they were waving around? Uh, A fish or something. 
Yeah, I think so. Was it? It was the Little Mermaid section. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. So it looks like you're going to have people that have got um, birds on on the end of big sticks to wave around, and uh, other animals because there's some zebras there as well as birds of prey. Um, and then you're going to have bigger kites of uh, of characters which are going to be um, controlled by. I don't know if that's a speedboat or a jet ski. Is there a combination between the two? Is there like a jet boat or something? I don't know. Um, but there's certainly some bigger ones which will uh, not be controlled by somebody at the front of the audience, but actually controlled by some kind of boats, which are much bigger. So, um, I don't know. It looks like it could be quite interesting. I like kites. It also probably means it's weather dependent. Yeah. You're not going to be doing that in hurricane season, are you? No, or in the rain, I want to thought. No. So, uh. Expedition so, yeah. Everest is shot between the 4th of January and uh, April. It's on the 4th of January, it doesn't open until April. Okay. It's done for about four months. Mm. I don't think the two are related. I don't think you'd make that change in email just because something's going down for four months. No, especially not in the kingdom. It's, yeah, it's, no, a, it's a win-win. It will save them money. Yeah. And it will help them manage the crowds when one of the biggest attractions is actually down yeah. during the 50th. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Kite Tales launches on the 1st of October and will be daily. So if you are going to Animal Kingdom, you might want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um. The last two things uh, are food-related that I've got. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about before we start talking food? I've got one little bit. Yep. The return of Epcot's Candlelight Processional has been confirmed. Um, It will be returning returning to the American Gardens Theatre on the 26th of November. That's really the only detail we've got. They've not confirmed full dates or anything or narrators, but... They have confirmed that the choir will be fully compromised of cast members this year. No outside uh, school or community choirs. Um, And all participants, choir narrators and musicians will be required to be fully vaccinated. Including the celebrities. Interesting. Yeah. So... Yeah. Everybody, good to see that everybody back. wanted to know whether it was back, and they confirmed it. But that's that's as far as they've gone so far. So no yep. Scott Bio then? No, definitely not. Oh, what a shame. I'm sure he was waiting. Mm. So I had a phone desperately, uh, hoping that he'd get the call up to do it. But no vax for you, um, Mr. D. What did you have? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned about the construction walls, and that's for Primeval World. So Primeval World. It's already been announced that it's, it's going, and now the construction walls have gone up. But of course, nothing has been announced in terms of what's in its place. So we talked about Zootopia, Zootropolis, depending on where you are in the world. Indeed. Um, maybe, don't know. But it's interesting that they're getting ready to start taking it out, it looks like. It's also interesting that they're done that when they're going to shut Expedition Everest. I don't know. I think they'd maybe run that for another six months. But um, 
clearly not. So, um, what's left in Dinoland USA other than uh, some games? Got a Triceratops spin, which is just a little flat ride, isn't it? Twiddly, twiddly thing. Um, and then you've got a dinosaur, obviously. I'll count down an extension. Is that part of Dino Dino Land? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And then uh, you got food and the play, the playground, the boneyard, the Tyrannosaurus. So yeah, Primeval World was the um, was the big attraction, really, wasn't it? Well, other than dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know you. I mean, I don't. So the thing is, dinosaur to me doesn't doesn't feel themed to be in Dino. I mean, it obviously by name it makes sense. It's considered to be Dino Land USA, but do you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't themed with, with the rest of the area. Yeah, it always felt kind of like it was its own separate thing, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, I never, I never put the two together um, from aesthetics, anyway. Um, I mean, look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'll be controversial here. Get rid of dinosaur. I'm not saying get rid of the attraction itself. Indeed, <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is that that ride tech you could pretty much you. I think you could pretty much use for a lot of things. Yeah. Why could it not yeah, be? Could it. Why could it not be um, a um, a tour of Wakanda? Yeah. Why could it not be um, a, a, a you know a, a journey into uh, the caves that we see in Shang Chi? The thing is, if you're Disney, why would you do that? Why would you spend money on an attraction that's still very popular? Um, because I think it's right. Dinosaur. When, when they're taking up Primeval World, and they've got that whole area which is well, the, which was which was done on the cheap because they ran out of money. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you do, keep do dinosaur. Nah, do Plus, a land properly. Do a land properly. Well, yeah, but they've got quite a lot of land there that wasn't done properly. That they would. It looks like they're going to do something worth an hour, which that's good. Right, Primeval World's coming out. If that comes out, I wouldn't be surprised to see the rest of it go because the rest of it can come out very, very quickly. Mm. But unless yeah, but you're going to do something massively major. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, if you're going to get rid of Dino Land... Which is uh-huh. possible, um, and dinosaur is part of Dino Land. If you kept dinosaur and just did the rest of the area, then you have got an attraction that is just there that doesn't tie into anything else. You can't move it to another land. You can't incorporate it into another section of the park. It is where it is. So then you've got an attraction that's just by itself, unless you My call guess. it like Dino Square or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a couple of, there's a couple of responses to that. One is Disney have been less troubled by theming in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And Chapek isn't a theme park guy, so I'm not sure I'm not sure they really care too much about that. Unfortunately, um, but the other thing is we don't know what's going to go in and place a premier world. If, if it's another dinosaur themed attraction, then you keep. The dinosaur theme of Dino Land. It's not. It's not going to be dinosaur based though, because the whole reason that we got dinosaur in the first place 
Like when Dinosaur first opened, it was based off the film that was just about to come out. No, it was it was it opened as Countdown to, to Extinction, and they rethemed it to Dinosaur when the movie came out. I thought it was the other way round. Nope. Ah. And it was a better attraction before they rethemed it. Well, yeah, they tamed it. They tamed it down. They tamed down some of the Carnotaur effects. It used to be quite a scary ride, and that photograph that gets taken at the end, quite often that would be a photograph of some pretty hysterical kids. It's a little bit like um, what was the one extraterrestrial in Magic Kingdom that became yeah. Stitches. Uh, yeah. Alien yeah. encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole land was was dinosaur themed, but before the dinosaur movie. But they ran out of money, so they ch- chopped in a couple of cheap rides. But they've had some problems with Primeval World, I think. Injuries and whatnot. And the fact so, that it's just a bit crap. Well, yeah. It, well, it's a bit it's a bit standard, isn't it? It's a basic sort of theme park ride. Yeah, what I mean is... It's actually is, quite a fun ride. Yeah, but it's the kind of thing that you'd go on on Brighton Pier. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. The same thing. it's the same thing that they put in in Disney's California Adventure. It was a, it's was a, goofy it's a magic themed, mouse. Yeah. yeah. Crazy mouse. It was a goofy yeah. themed one that they put in in California's Adventure, which was very, very similar. I think, or maybe identical with different with different theme overlay. Yeah, but when but, I when I said about it's the kind of thing you could actually go on on Brighton Pier, what I actually meant to say mm-hmm. was it is the thing you can go on on Brighton Pier. There is one that's almost identical on Brighton Pier. Yeah, it's a basic theme park off the shelf standard yeah. grade. But it's quite a big footprint. It's got two tracks. Oh, yeah. Usually they don't they don't run one on the track. So they've got room to put quite a big attraction in there, I think. Especially if they take out the games and the and the um triceratops spin piece. They've got quite a big footprint there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what, what goes in there. Yeah, I mean look, I'm I'm not dinosaurs obviously as you say, it's a it's a popular ride. I'm just saying that if you're going to put something in there and you're going to get rid of all the dinosaur stuff around it, why keep dinosaur mm-hmm. by itself? Yeah. Especially when it is now based on a, a film from 21 years ago that nobody remembers. Mm-hmm. I've never seen dinosaur, seen bits of dinosaur, but I never had any interest in, in actually watching the film and it was a massive bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see it being quite easily redone. And as P-Dub said, you know, it is the Indiana Jones attraction. Yeah. Originally, that's that's what it's it was. The same track system. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the same, same track system. Maybe, maybe it will be that Indiana Jones that has been rumored for so long. That, now, does that, that fit in Animal Kingdom? Though? Um, I mean, Zootopia. I can see that, although it it trashes the dinosaur land theme. But uh, I think they're going to keep the, it animal. What's the related. next continent? What's the next continent? Uh, n- to to Dino Land. I'm my geography You've got of... Asia on one side, right? And I don't know. You've got uh, you've got kind of Asia around it, and then the, sort of the Tree of Life on the other side, haven't you? Yeah, I think so it's I next don't... to Asia. I don't know if it's next to another continent other than maybe maybe it's Africa. I'm not sure. Mm. Don't think so though. I was just wondering if they could tie it in like that way. Mm. Uh, well, you've got dudes put a big snake in it, and that'll be in Jones, won't it? 
to be. <laughs> Why do I have to be snakes? Exactly. Um, either way, it, it's good. And I think, you know, Animal Kingdom has got some great stuff. You know, it's got some uh, good shows. It's got some great attractions. But as an actual land in general, it is lacking compared to the others. It does need a bit more oomph. I know people mm-hmm. love Pandora, and I haven't, I still haven't seen Pandora in, in real life, but Avatar is, unless these new films really do something magical, uh, I just don't think it's got much longevity. It never became what it was meant to, did it? It was meant to be this spectacular thing at night, and it kind of died when they couldn't get the floors to work. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't... Well, I, I mean, I thought it was really good at night, I, you know, I, I thought it was. I think they've done a fantastic job of Pandora, but it's one major attraction and one minor attraction. That that's it. It's a small. It's a small land. It's beautifully done, and Flight of Passage is one of the best attractions at Walt Disney World. One of the best theme park attractions, in, in my opinion. It's absolutely amazing. But the Navi River ride, it's nice, but it's dull. I mean, it's it was a disappointment. There aren't any draws or anything like that. It's, it's just a, it's just a themed boat ride, which is a shame. It, it, for Pandora to really be something, it, I don't think it's ever going to be bigger than it is. I think it's just a small land with one big attraction and one small attraction. Yeah, but I, I, I what I was kind of getting at more than that is the fact that it, it's not had the appeal of Star Wars. No, it's not saying that the attractions much, aren't good or no. the land looks incredible because both no. of those things are true. But yeah, that's right. In terms of you know really dragging people to the park, yeah, it, it doesn't have the same pull as a Marvel IP or Star Wars IP. No, of or course not. Like that. Um, no. But that, and that's what I'm saying. You know, we've got four more Avatar films in production. Right, the next, the first one's coming out next year, mm. I believe, at Christmas. So it'd be interesting to see if they yeah. do, you know, whether it has that impact that actually does make this what it was. Because yeah. at the moment, the, you know, it's it's almost treated like Star Wars, but there's been one film. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think even if the next old. film, I think if the next film's like a massive success, it will kind of rekindle people's interest. Mm. But again, Flight of Passage is already high wait times, so it isn't gonna do much for Disney really even if it is a big no movie I think what it would do is maybe cause them to think about well okay do we actually expand Pandora but if you think about the fact that that movie would need to be, uh, be proven to be successful maybe Disney would even wait for the next movie and then you look at the amount of time it takes them to actually do anything you know you're talking about 2030 before Anything actually hits the ground. Well, look at look at how long it I'm t- exaggerating took. slightly, but not by much. No, but look how long it took them to do Pandora in the first instance. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. if they're going to expand so, so it. It'll be because there's you know this new uh, planet that we see in the next Avatar film, or you know one of the future yeah. Avatar films, or something. So yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you're probably right there. Um, it's a long, 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 long. But interesting what uh, what happens there when the walls do come tumbling down to paraphrase uh, mm. Paul Weller um, yeah. so 
couple of things I want to talk about uh, restaurants. Uh, California Grill has got a special 50th anniversary menu. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically, um, at, well, there's some anniversary-inspired selections. I'm assuming that means that these they've, they've brought some stuff back that's been popular over time. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think some of them were maybe themed towards what what was being served back in 71, back in the day. I don't when did California California Grill's not that old though, is it? No, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily just California Grill, but obviously the contemporary was there on yeah. on day one. But I don't know that it's just necessarily from California Grill, but they seem to be having a bit of a retro thing because they're also they've also kind of announced Steakhouse seventy one, which is which was the wave. Yep. And yeah, they've true. they've sort of um you know, shared some information about that. That opens on the first of October. Um, uh, that looks good to me actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it does look good for me. But uh yeah. I mean it's got had a good reputation when it was the wave. And yeah. You know, it looks the the menu that I saw. You know, some of the things on there look pretty interesting. So I give that a go. What's what's the closest to that? La Cellier? Like, it's not many places that do that kind of thing. It's not. Is there? I don't think it's. I don't think it's signature. I mean, or, or it wasn't. I haven't heard it's signature. So it's one table service credit, or it was when it was the wave. Um. Lasselli is a funny one because it's one table service credit for lunch, but then it's two for dinner. It becomes yeah. a signature at night. But I think that just reflects. It does reflect the quality of the food, but I think it reflects the fact that it's a small restaurant, and you know, it was. They know they can. They know they can get people in there for two two dining credits. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of other steakhouse type places, but it looks like this has got a slightly different vibe. I mean, it did have a it did have its own kind of vibe when it was the wave. It was quite kind of contemporary, and um, but this looks like they've, they've kind of rethemed it and kept some of the stuff that was popular, like the breakfast items from when it was the wave. But then added added some other new things, which just looked quite interesting. Some of the steak options and some other things that looked quite good. So I'd definitely be up for trying that one. Well, I'm also gonna, in the California Grill one, I think. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole menu because that'd be silly. But I'll I'll put highlight the things that they have um, added as this. So um, it's oh, actually let's just on the menu itself. Um, it's a price fixed menu. It's eighty nine dollars an adult. That's ages ten and up. Um, or 39 for children's aged 3 to 9, both without tax or gratuity. Um, so there's market inspirations, it's like your starters, um, chef's journeys, your mains and sweet creations are your desserts. Um, the uh, anniversary-inspired selections for the starters are lobster and, pine- uh, <laughs> lobster and parsnip bisque, and a house-made artin- artisan... Artisanal style duck a l'orange pizza. 
This pizza. Yeah, so it's all kind of Dr. Oliver Orange was a 1970s. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I meant by it being kind of 1970s inspired. Yeah. Uh, that's got duck, proscutio, uh, and confit, pickled shallots, orange, black, mission, fig jam, aged blue cheese, and arugula. What's arugula? Oh, it's, um, it's something that we don't call arugula. Yeah. That's why it was bugging me. I was like, I know it's not. Rocket. Rocket. Uh, Of course it is. Uh, Thank you, Google. uh, Lobster and parsnip uh, bisque, which is pretty self-explanatory, really. Um, There's also, on this menu, there is at least a vegan option for each course. Uh, So the vegan option there is a heirloom apple salad with fake feta cheese. Which just sounds a bit bizarre, really. Mm. Um... Chef's Journey, so that's the, the main courses. You've got an oak-fried fillet of beef. Uh, it's, it comes with chateau potatoes. Any idea what chateau potatoes are? Mm, I mean, that's house that's potatoes, it. right? Oh, yeah, I'm guessing it means house chairs. Big, big house potatoes. <laughs> right. Chateau's a big house, so it big is, house yeah. potatoes. Steak chips. Yeah. Um... A free-range uh, plancha-seared chicken mm-hmm. is the other one with a Madeira sauce. Um, and then the vegan option there is a handcrafted squash and ma- uh, mushroom ravioli. Uh, the Sweet cre- Creations, um, the option there is five magical bites, 50 years in the making. Which uh, the five magical bites are honey, lemon, carrot, strawberry, and chocolate. Any ideas what they could be? Um, no, I mean, I'm guessing some kind of just like small sweet type things. Don't know yeah, why. I know, but like what, what, literally, what could they be? Like little bits of cake or. Because yeah. what the, you know, honey, lemon, carrot, strawberry, and chocolate. You know, strawberry, chocolate, and lemon, and carrot. I suppose all you could have as cakes. Would mm-hmm. you have a honey cake? I suppose you could have a honey yeah. cake. Yeah, you do get honey cake. Yeah. Yep. So maybe it's just little bites of cake. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yep. say just as the flavors. Um, and then uh, for the vegan option, I have a lavender sugar donut with coconut frozen dessert blueberry gin jam and pistachio crumble that sounds quite good i i was very impressed with that actually yeah (laughs) the the other the other courses i wasn't too bothered about that one actually sounds pretty good um so yeah so that's that's their 50th anniversary celebration it doesn't say how long it's running for um Mm. you know it starts on the 3rd of october bookings from the 23rd of september um but it's time limited, but it just doesn't actually specify what the limit of the time is. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, uh, we saw people going, we saw people uh, blasting off for the first time to uh, Space 2220. So uh, people are now uh, having lunch in space. Is that the today? Was it today the first day? Um, I'm not sure. Did, did there some soft openings? People, people have been there over the weekend. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. 
I think um, officially it was today, but yeah, they'll be doing soft openings and previews. And uh, stuff people, like people are running to get there yesterday. Yeah, like literally running under the ball mm-hmm. to get there. It was quite bizarre. Um, so it's a signature dining restaurant. Um, I've got the uh, the menu here. Um, interestingly, I can't. Oh no, there is a kids menu. Sorry, it's, it's way way down the list. Um, so it's fifty five dollars for an adult. And that gives you a lift-off and a star course, which is an appetizer and an entree. That's lunch, yeah? This is lunch. Yeah. This is lunch. Um, So uh, you've got things like Blue Moon Cauliflower, uh, Centuri Caesar Salad, a a Big Bang Burrata. Mm -hmm. My favourite is Space Greens. Space. I hadn't got to Space Greens. Oh, I don't know. My, fa- I think my favourite might be Neptune Tatar. <laughs> I like saying that one. Uh, Starry, this- Cala- <laughs> Starry Calamari. Hello. Um, <laughs> Galaxy Grain Salad. Uh, are, are your starters there? Uh, Flight Bites. It, is that, that's something else. Okay. Um, Astro Devilled Eggs. Blooming Cauliflower again. Short Rib Sliders. Starry Calamari. Chicken and Waffles. And New England Lobster Roll. Uh, your star corks, you can have seared tuna, uh, centuri burger, roasted free-range chicken, uh, terra bolognese, blue house salmon, flat iron steak, and baked macaroni. Mm. Um, so that's that's your options there. Oh, I've just looked at the drinks. There's oh. your tie-in. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a space station supplemental of a Galaxy Lobster Globe. Uh, satellite sides include roasted fingerling potatoes, fried potato wedges, Brussels sprouts, and broccolini. $9 for broccolini and $10 for sprouts. God, prices in space are expensive. Um, there's a children's menu, which is $29. Um, kids' star courses <laughs> course include space getty. Oh. Cosmic chicken, mission macaroni, galactic salmon, and smashed burger. Um, kids supernova sweets include cosmic cupcake uh, gelato scoop and sorbet uh, kids beverages include soda uh, apple juice milk bottled water and there is a collectible space 220 cup um, and there's uh, zero proof sippers for the kids which uh, are a moon rock and a light year lemonade there you go there's your tie in also, give it also, 18 months and Buzz will be flying past. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're $12 with uh, the collectible cup for those. Um, sp- atmospheric spirits, they've got Celestial Cosmopolitan, a Star Garita, uh, the Nubular, Planetary Punch, Jupiter Fizz, the Big Tang, Red Star, and Atmos- <laughs> Atmospirits. Can I just say, right? I mean, this sounds very Planet Hollywood. It does, and it's meant to be a signature dining. I mean, is this it a signature is, though? Yeah, it's what actually it listed on the on on um, Disney World's blog. Well, I'm on the Disney World um, page for the for the restaurant. Because three courses for dinner, seventy nine dollars. That doesn't sound like signature prices to me. Well, it's it's what they've listed as on the website, so mm. I can't say. 
Okay. Blue Moon is on draft. Is on draft? Yes, Blue Moon's on draft. Michelob Ultra. Uh, Sierra Nevada. Uh, Modelo. Um, and then you've got your usuals like Stella, Bard, Corona. Uh, Crooked Can Florida Sunshine Lager. And Angry Orchid Cider. Uh, a load of wines as well. Your reds, your whites, uh, and also alcohol-free cocktails. Now, as Mr. D said, there is a dinner menu, which is 79. Is there much yeah. difference? No, it looks like it's exactly the same food. Yeah. Uh, you get a dessert. Yes, three courses. Uh, and there is there is a couple of differences. So in the star course, there is a short rotation short rib. Uh, eight ounce fillet mignon. They didn't even bother. Just called it eight ounce fillet mignon. Uh, Florida red snapper, X2 duck, uh, blue house salmon. Uh, there's also a one and a half pound baked whole lobster stuffed with jumbo crab and a 24 ounce bone in ribeye. They're and supplementals. that's the size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also for Supernova Sweets, you've got carrot cake, chocolate cheesecake, lemon mousse, sticky toffee pudding cake, and gelato and sorbet. Um, the kids' menu's the same price uh, of an evening as well. What I am going to pick up on, though, is that... Oh, no, the Terra Bolognese is actually... must be a vegan option. It's not listed as such, but it does. I can't see any meat in it. But I was going to say, there's, there's not much if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. You've got one option. Mm-hmm. Not very space age. Um, They've got a rather large wine list. Oh, massive. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bother going through that. It's too much. Way too much. Um... But yeah, probably one of the biggest wine lists I've seen in a restaurant. There's one, two, three, four. There's ten bottles of red and eleven bottles of white. So yeah, plus, it does say- plus four under the sparkling or champagne category. Yeah, it says on here that they were accepting walk-ins from today. Yeah, until the twenty sixth. Yeah, but you could, but you can start to book your ADRs from today. Yeah, it's it's, it's table service, Nick. I'm t- look. It's, I'm uh, just. Not, I'm just telling not, you. I'm telling you what the website. This is Disney World's website, and it says signature yeah. dining. I I agree with you. I wouldn't say that these prices are signature. Although I did Actually, say they all say table service. That's they, weird. they there is um. I did see that there's two different types of tables. Mm. Actually, elsewhere. Let's see if I can find that. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Let's see. This is really good content. Well, we're both looking at things. It's just a, it says on, <laughs> all it says on the app is unique slash themed dining. Yeah, whereas if you look at, say, like, I don't know, California Girl, it says signature. Right? So, obviously, there's no dining plan. You won't know for sure until the dining plan comes back. No. But I'm on, I'm on Disney's website, and if you yeah. if you filter 
by, you know, by signature uh, or unique theme dining, it will come up. But if you look at something like, yeah, like the Boathouse, it says fine slash signature dining. We'll find out for sure once the dining plan comes back. But at those sort of prices, I mean, you know, that seems good value for a signature location for three courses. Is it three courses plus a drink or just three courses? Uh, no know? drink. I don't think. No I drink. Didn't, I didn't no, you're drink. An, you're an alcoholic. Um, lunch, you, it's just, it's just uh, a starter and main course. I'm just checking for dinner now. Dinner is, yeah. I know, dinner is just uh, a appetizer main course and dessert yeah okay no 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 beverage the kids one the kids one does come with a drink right but the adults one does not come with a drink yeah. what do you think of it what's that you seen any videos yet uh i've seen photos uh the only video i saw was people running to get there <laughs> yeah um but no i've not actually seen uh, any videos from inside the restaurant yet. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that there seems to be two different types of tables. Mm. I doubt that means you can get different things. Yeah. Um, I think it looks quite fun. I mean, I think I'd give it, it a go, I think. Yeah. And the food looks quite good. I mean, the good thing is they haven't, like, gone crazy with the food. I, I, I was worried... Like, you know, the Star Cruiser food that we saw where it's all, like, blue and crap like that. I was, I was worried it was going to be like that. They've gone crazy with the names, which, you know... Yeah. You can take the mickey of, um, and we should. But when you look at the photographs of the food, it actually looks quite nice, and, and they haven't gone crazy on it. They haven't tried to make it look like space food. You know? No, no, it does look like, I would say, quite fine dining. Like it doesn't yeah. look like it doesn't look like um, I'm trying to think of a, a sit down. It doesn't look like a fifties prime time diner. You know the plates are, are quite uh, unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm looking at a calamari dish here, mm-hmm. and there's calamari in one section. Then there's three extra holes on the plate, which have sauces in and a and a yeah. piece of orange. Like, yeah. I've never seen a plate like it. Um, yeah. Then there's uh, some cauliflower, which looks like it's... Oh, yeah, it's, it is fried cauliflower, so it's what some people would consider to be cauliflower wings, hot wings. Um, mm-hmm. But it comes on, like, what looks like a moon plate. Yeah. Looks like the surface of the moon. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. So, yeah, looks good. I mean, yeah, I think it looks good. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the reviews are like, but... Yeah. We plan first, to go first look at it. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it a go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stuff for me to eat, so I can't. Yeah, I can't say I can't. I couldn't go. I said I would. I would say that I don't think there's a, a lot considering, um, mm. but I, I could definitely, and I probably would give it a go just to see what it's uh, it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I think it looked. You know, looking at photos of the actual restaurant itself now we're seeing images of it compared to obviously the artist's impression it looks quite yeah. fun yeah you know yeah, it I looks so. it looks a lot more serious than the the menu would suggest mm-hmm. that's for sure um 
<laughs> I do like the look of that steakhouse 71 menu though that looks I mean I think I'd have to go there for breakfast and then go back again for dinner <laughs> seriously I mean some of the stuff on the breakfast menu looks really good they got I won't read it out but we know where to find Mr D I'll be in year. there yeah I'll be in there you'll, you'll find me wedged into a chair you've got things like um, oh, you got like Walt's prime rib hash so seared prime rib Fried potatoes, caramelised onions and peppers, top of the fried egg. Sounds good to me for breakfast. And then for dinner, uh, they've, got a lot of, they've got a lot of different things. So it's definitely not fine dining. It's definitely more kind of table service type stuff. They've got burger, they've got stack burger, they've got prime rib sandwich, crab cake sliders. Um, I quite fancy the gourmet grilled cheese. Toasted brioche, gruyere, smoked gouda, shredded pork belly, caramelised onion jam, arugula. Is that arugula again? That appeals to me. And vegetable Wellington, Nick. Um, Mushroom duck cells and fire roasted artichokes wrapped in puff pastry. Romesco. Not quite sure what Romesco is. Brussels sprouts. Okay, you keep the Brussels sprouts, but it actually looks quite nice. And some nice desserts as well. So, yeah, definitely. Steakhouse 71. That would be high on my list for next year, I think. Uh, I've just seen a video of the Stellavator. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to this restaurant. No. The video is making me feel ill. I'm going there. I know it's just it's, a video it's just, oh. it's just a shame that they got rid of the hydrolators. You know what I mean? They, they, so they put the stellavators in and they got rid of the hydrolators. You know, what yeah. is going on there? So you could have gone from like the depths of the ocean all the way up into space on two elevator rides. I mean, what an opportunity they missed there. Fools. I know. Mad. Uh, some of the drinks actually look quite good. I'm, I'm looking at um, some people that went there for lunch. Uh, mm. And one of the drinks, uh, the Atmospritz, uh, it comes with a cotton candy cloud. So you get this pink kind of bit of cotton candy in a in a like a cosmopolitan glass, and then you pour. Essentially, you make your own drink. You pour the the ingredients of the drink into the glass, and as you do that, the cotton candy obviously dissolves. It seems like they've tried to. Not uh, well. I suppose it's probably slightly inspired by, um, oh, what's the the cantina, Olga's cantina, but yeah. not gone the whole way. Like a bit more serious. The drinks don't look quite as fun. I mean, one does come with uh, pop rocks as well, which is obviously quite fun. Um, but some of the cocktails you get in Olga's are. Uh, more visual, I'd say, than what you get in here. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks good. Uh, Steakhouse seventy one sounds good as well. Um, you know that that's going to be become more appealing, isn't it? Really, if you can't get on so many rides, it's going to be about what food you can eat. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think this looks quite oh, fun. 
also on food news, since we're on the food subject, uh, Crystal Palace has gone back to being a buffet instead of being family style. Yes. $39.23. The only thing I wasn't sure about is I didn't see any mention of characters. So I don't know if it's gone back to Winnie the Pooh and Friends. Uh, as far as I'm, I'm sure we talked about it last episode, I'm pretty sure there are no characters. So it is just the buffet, as yeah. it was before. Yeah. yeah, without without the characters. Right. Yeah, it did seem a bit cheap. $39 for an adult, 23 mm. for a kid. That's pretty good value. It's not cheap in terms of breakfast, but it is in terms of a character breakfast, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see what you mean about the elevator neck. It looks nauseating, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It go, it, it, that video goes so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you boys? Oh. How do you boys do on Mission Space? No, I don't mean I don't mean the soppy green team. I mean, oh, I've only I've them. only ever done green, so I've done neither. What? So. <laughs> Get yourself on there, P-Dabs. Yeah, I did, go. I did it once. I did green, and it, I was I was fine on green, but I just I didn't care for the ride that much, so I never did it again. Yeah, Kerry doesn't really like it, but more because. The control panel comes in and it's dark, so it's, she finds that a bit claustrophobic. It wasn't it wasn't the motion sickness bit that got her. No, I, I understand the uh, the claustrophobic thing because I felt the same way. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot worse motion wise than it was, and I know I went for green set stuff because it was a softer side, but you still get a you know a lot of thumping around. But yeah, yeah I didn't like how uh, enclosed it felt. Yeah, it's the only ride I've ever been on that had a sick bag provided. Yeah, no, I think you're <laughs> right. Something. Oh, no, they do. They have sick bags. Yeah. And we went on it with the mother-in-law and father-in-law, and um, there were, like, progressive layers of cast members warning you, are you sure you want to go on this? Are you sure you want to go on this? And at the last one, she just chickened out. She went, nah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going. Probably a good thing. Nice, yeah, I didn't have to use it, but, yeah. I just yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't care for it so I didn't, when we went back I I didn't bother just didn't bother I don't think you even had a big queue there's nothing to worry about because in space no one can hear you yuck right? <laughs> is that is that what the famous saying was I was always confused by it I'm sure that was on a movie poster somewhere ah probably probably in the seventies yeah. um right let's uh, as we're running out of time let's go and have a look at what's going on outside the parks. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. It's really funny, right? Sometimes you think, oh, we're going to be able to get a full show out of what's gone on. And if anything, I'm now trying to. I'm now like, well, we're actually like going way over time, so I better 
cut some stuff out. Um, so, I can't find a message, so I do apologise, but I do know that Ash had got in touch with us somewhere. I thought it was on Instagram. I can't find a message on Instagram. I hate using Instagram. Uh, it might have been on Twitter or something. I don't know. Either way, uh, I know that uh, Ash asked us about uh, Ride the Attractions. No, Behind the Attractions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, has anyone finished it? Yes. Mr. D? No, no. I've watched a couple, but I've not, I've not finished it by any means. I think I've only watched two. Oh, yeah, you're quite behind. Yeah. Because um, they released a second lot, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago. Um, so I finished it yesterday, just per chance. We left the uh, the Hall of Presidents episode right till last. I mean, it was the last one. We had pretty yeah. much watched them in order anyway, but, uh, yeah, didn't really have much interest in that, as you can probably uh, imagine. Um, but... Yeah, what what did you think, P-Dubs? I think I said it because I was the first one to watch. I watched the first couple of episodes that it came out. And it just felt like an infomercial about what Disney were doing. <laughs> it, it wasn't... When you cons- consider what um, the previous Imagineering documentary had been, um, this definitely felt more on the entertainment side. Of, of Disney, they didn't give me anything that I didn't already know, really. And it was it was a lot of like pretty bits. They'd throw in an animation bit, or or something like that, or the Rock would do an interview or something throughout it. And it, yeah, it just it was a bit of a damp squib altogether. Yeah. Uh, well, Mister Day, what, what, what have you? What did you think of the ones that you've seen so far? Yeah. I've quite enjoyed it, but like Peter I've said, I've, I've seen other things that were probably a bit more in depth, and it was okay. It was, you know, that's why I haven't watched the rest of them really. I, I will watch them, but I wasn't like riveted enough that I wanted to go back and finish them. I've just been talking and I was on mute, didn't even realise. Yeah, I wondered what was happening there. <laughs> I might cut that silence out, who knows. Um, we We were watching it because... It was something that we could quite, you know, they're about half an hour long. Uh, you know, everyone can watch them. Um, don't have to pay too much attention to them. So they're on. Um, so that's pretty much why we watched them. Um, I thought I quite liked the idea of them, even though she doesn't like many of the attractions that they were focusing on. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, after I watched the first one, I think I said in the group that I've seen this done better on YouTube. I don't mean by vloggers, right? No, not vloggers. But there are yeah. dedicated channels like Yesterworld mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's the other one, P-Dubs? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few. Defunct Land. Defunct is another one. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and they have done this stuff before um, and really, really well. Um, you know, they they don't put many videos up. You know, they obviously put a lot of work and do a lot of research into um, getting this stuff together, and they make really good videos um, on on YouTube. And this felt like a a bigger budget version of, of one of those, but not as good. Um, I think 
I don't know anyone that likes the commentary for them. And I feel really like bad because is it Paget Brewster? Is that her name? Yeah. And I like her. But the scripts are awful. They're not funny. And her job is just to read the scripts. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's nothing to do with how she's reading them. It's just the content is no. awful. It's like the mandate was let's let's like do what the jungle cruise skippers do, but do that for every single episode that we're filming. And that's that's what I would say. It, it feels like it was a vehicle to sell the Jungle Cruise movie. Mm. And then they went, oh, we can't just do one episode. We'll have to do a whole series of them. Yeah. And some of the choices have been weird, I think. You know, one episode was about the Disneyland Hotel, which, yeah. I, I mean, I, I found interesting because I didn't know a lot about Disneyland Hotel. So I thought, that you know, fair enough. But yeah. it's also the things they leave out. So the Disneyland Hotel one... They don't talk at all about the fact that the reason why Disneyland is landlocked is because everyone else bought the land around it and made their own yeah. hotels. Like that's never mentioned at all. Or there's other things they've missed out. Or like the um, the Tower of Terror one, they add that the Twilight Zone was the only thing they could have used that for. Yeah. And we all know Mel Brooks was you know so close to having that deal done. Yeah. And we talked about that amongst us, didn't we, in our, yeah. in our group, that it was mm. just ridiculous that they completely left that out when it was full well known that they were pretty much set on it and then it fell apart. There's concept yeah. art, there's plans, there's all sorts. Twilight Zone was, a, you know, was like the, the second uh, the second idea they had. Yeah. You know, because the first one fell through. Um, the other thing as well... When you see, I mean, the Imagine Union story, I think, was great, and it was the first thing that we saw. So it, the bar was already set quite high for like a behind the, yeah. the scenes of Disney kind of thing. Um, but you know, the because of how I did the Imagine Union story, and it kind of went through the years. You know, you had that real kind of emotional punch at the end of the first one of Walt dying. Yeah, and it was done really well. And then with this, literally, and I said this in the group yesterday night. Every episode of this show is, um. You know, and, and then Walt Disney come up with this idea about, you know, how small the world is. So he's going to make this world, this ride called It's a Small World. But then Walt died, sadly, before he got to see it. Like, every episode has to throw that in there. Yeah. Even mm. for stuff that he was nowhere near being able to yeah. see it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's weird that they yeah. have to throw this thing in. Disney died, by the way. In every episode, it's, or it's did weird. He? Yeah, well, that's what we said. We didn't get the we didn't get the episode where it told us where he's frozen he and hidden. <laughs> Season two, Walt's frozen head. Um, yeah, I just and the other thing actually, I, I I saw I saw a headline. I'm trying to find it, but I saw a headline somewhere saying that somebody was trying to sue Disney for using their YouTube video. Yeah, basically they used some artwork that this guy designed, changed a couple of the colours on it, and it's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, like t- too close. So, uh, yeah, mm. I just think it's it's cheaply done, and I don't think it's done well. Like at the end of the day, this is this is their bread and butter, right? This is Disney doing it. If you cannot do a series of uh, you know, history behind the attractions better 
then somebody on YouTube with the budget of whatever their Patreons sponsor mm. them, that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned Disneyland Motel. There is a, a really good, I don't know, did I share the link? There's a really good one on the Disneyland Hotel. And it's on it's on a channel called Yester World Entertainment. It's excellent. Well I've, not, I've not seen it, but I've seen a lot of videos on Yester World, and he's particularly good. Both him and yeah. Defunctland do great stuff. Yeah. But Yester World, I would say, focuses more on Disney. Defunct mm. does a bit more outside of it as well. One of the best, I think it was, I'm sure it was Defunctland did it. Did an episode about the Toys R Us store in Times Square. Yes, fascinating. Very good one. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> it's like twenty yeah. odd minutes of a store that I never ever went to, but all the way mm. through until closing day. Riveting, mm. which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, when when those guys are doing videos better than you are, and it's your own company, that there's something wrong. There really is. So well, I just found it. I really suppose they're, I suppose they're less constrained, aren't they? I mean, you know, if if it's a Disney production. They're never gonna talk about what didn't go right or what, you know what the problems were or whatever. So these guys have got that advantage, you, even you if they don't. That, have the you say that, but they big that's budget not, advantage. No, I disagree because they don't pretend that everything worked out as planned. Like they'll quite often say, you know, and and we were going to do this, and they'll go, yeah, oh, but, but they didn't get a budget or whatever. Yeah, but you, but you know as well as that, um, it's it's still it's still sanitized. It's still management checked and. And authorized it's it's never completely you know unbiased is it it's, uh, no. disney stuff is always it's always very kind of safe and yeah you are you are right but i think that the point i'm making is that you're expecting disney to do better than they they have these yeah. even if you forget or even if you ignore that they probably have cut stuff out for either legal reasons or because it doesn't make them look particularly good and they're trying to protect their image, right? Even if you ignore mm. that, the way they're put together, the scripts that they write for them are just nowhere near as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree. You know, just just, just poor. So, um, Ash, I hope that answers your question. No one's a massive... I don't even think Craig likes them that, that much and Craig likes everything. But he's not been singing its praises that much either, so... Um, yeah, some are definitely better than others. I will say that, but yeah. some have been. In, you know, another one that really surprised me actually was the Star Tours one. It's it's called Star Tours, and yet it's about half Star Tours and half Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, there was a few, a few of them that kind of because they didn't concentrate on one thing, like the castles. I thought was a bit weak because they talked about each castle for like five minutes. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that was it, and it didn't really go in depth. And it was it was kind of similar with the the haunted mansion episode as well, because they were flitting around the different versions across the across the world. It just it, it didn't pack any punch. Yeah. No. Or yes, depending on which way you you want me. Yeah, but I agree. I agree is the point I was making. Um. So that that's disappointing, but you know it is what it is. Um. Mm. I have started watching uh, Are You Murders in the Building? Yeah. Have you started watching this today? Yeah, I'm up to date. Well, uh, yeah, because the next episode's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, I'm up to date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's quirky, 
Um, but I've always been a big Steve Martin fan. So I mean, I, I know so I'm done, a Martin Short fan. Some, so. I yeah, I know Steve Martin has done some really bad stuff later in his career. So I will not defend that. I, no, not everything what? he's done is good. But you know he's what? done some good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think he's done that much bad. Um, I mean, I never saw the Black the, the Black Panther films. Yeah, Steve Steve Martin was the first <laughs> T'Challa. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the Pink Panther films. But here's accordion. <laughs> that would have been a different film. Um, and I've seen yeah. the Jerk, so technically, I suppose he could have played uh, Black Panther. Um, yeah, I've uh, yeah, I mean. I, other than the Pink Panther th- films, I don't think there's much that I've seen him in that I've not really liked. I'm not, I'm a big fan of Bowfinger. That film gets a lot of hate. I think it's hilarious. Mm. I haven't seen it for a while, though. I may, may, times have changed on that, but I remember liking it a lot. Well, I still it. think The Three Amigos is a classic. Well, I want to see The Three Amigos. I want to see The Three Amigos in the cinema, right? When it first came out, obviously. And I didn't like it. And I was a Steve Martin fan then because I loved The Man With Two Brains. I loved The Jerk. I loved The Lonely Guy. Um, you know, a lot of his early stuff. Um, Dead Men Don't Wear Played. Plaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's all like little movie um, clips. And he's uh, superimposed. You've got... It's uh, black and white. It's like a Yeah, it's black noir. and white. Because yeah. it, it's like, you know, he's, he's talking to Humphrey Bogart or James Cagney or whatever. It's a film noir. Um, so all of that stuff great uh, and some of his later stuff like obviously tra- Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Roxanne love that as well <laughs> some I of his later like... stuff and you pick two films well, that came out a year after Three Amigos <laughs> later than The Jock right because yeah. that was his early his early movie yeah, stuff yeah, 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 yeah. but I didn't really like The Three Amigos when I saw it in the cinema but then later on when I watched it I did like it I did I did come to appreciate it it is pretty funny in parts oh there's yeah I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Chevy Chase fan. More, I I liked him when I was younger, but I think realizing that he's the real jerk. Mm. You know, Steve Martin yeah. played a character who refers himself as a, as the jerk, but no, Chevy Chase is clearly the jerk and worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's bits in that film that I think are, mm. are great. The Amigo salute is something I we used to do in school before we yeah. even watched the film. That just yeah. used to be something that we did at school. Um. But yeah, the combination of Martin Shaw and Steve Martin. I mean, mm. I know they're not particularly great films. Although, again, I've not watched them for a long time, so they've either aged horribly or, or not. But um, the Father of the Bride films. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're okay. They're not as good know. as the original, but they're okay. Yeah. Parenthood's um, a good film. Yeah, I, I I like that a lot, actually. I didn't like it when I was a kid. Yeah. Because it's, a, it's probably a bit more grown up. It is. It really? I mean, the scene where he goes looking for a torch and comes in with something that makes a buzzing noise is just hilarious. <laughs> Finds it in a drawer. I just just when he turns up at the party as the cowboy, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Brilliant. There's a lot of good stuff in that film. But yeah, and he did some good serious stuff as well. Uh, I don't know if you mm. ever saw Grand Canyon. That's a good movie. Um, LA Stories a bit quirky. I like it. It's a bit quirky. God, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like Only Murders in the Building. I think it's good. I'm really looking forward to the next episode. Do you know see what how it I really like about it, though? <laughs> One of my favourite things about it is mm. obviously uh, the irony of us talking about a show about a podcast is not lost yeah. to me here. But 
is that bit at the beginning when it tells you what the episode title is. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes up as it would if you was listening to a podcast on your phone. Mm. But also if you look the time uh the timestamp on it is where you are in the length of the episode. Mm. Uh, to where you are at the end. So the mm. last episode I think it started like 3 minutes 36. So when that popped up, it was at 3 minutes 36. Mm. The start some of it. Yeah. Like, it's the little yeah. details like that are very, very clever. But, I, you know, I, I like a, a murder mystery, especially like one with a bit of humour in it, which this has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they're a bit old. They're obviously uh, a bit older, but seeing Steve Martin and Martin Short together is great. Mm. Uh, Selena Gomez is not somebody that I know much about um but i think she's she's been interesting and yeah. you know well, just a good cast in general really strangely enough i just digress for a minute um i'm also watching it right now we've only watched about half of it or maybe two thirds of it but i'm watching selena gomez in a netflix movie with bill murray and adam driver called the dead men don't die or dead don't die oh yeah 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 that's an odd movie i'm quite enjoying it it's a strange zombie movie I like it yeah I can't remember who the director was but he's a bit of a funny director it's 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 good but it's definitely a different kind of zombie movie anyway yes I digress yeah it's not it's not traditional different Uh, streaming service yeah other other streaming services are available of course Um, but no I think this is this is good we uh, we didn't watch it uh, at first we wanted to get a few episodes in but we've done that cardinal sin of watching too much too quickly and and now having to wait weekly which is uh, mm. a shame but it has been renewed for a season two yeah that's good my, my my understanding is that this story wraps up in season one because it was only yeah. planned to be a season originally or they don't mm. officially confirmed one so i'm i am guessing that this this mystery will be wrapped up but you know hopefully it leaves the door open for uh another murder or incident to happen uh, later down the line. So, Presumably uh, in the same building. It's not a very place, safe place to live. It doesn't seem like it is, does it, really? Mm. No. Uh, but yeah, if, so if you're looking for something new to watch, that's not a bad shout. Um, I'm sure there was something else I was going to mention that it comes to Disney+, Plus, but I, I've, I've gone blank. Well, we just recently finished watching the end of the second series of War of the World which mm-hmm. only came out beginning of September, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really good. I, I do, didn't seem like it was going to be a third series from how the second series ends, but who knows, there might be. It could be. Nothing's uh, announced yet, but as yeah. you say, it's only just, it's only just happened. So yeah. there was but quite very, a big gap between the first two. So Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Good. Oh, that was excellent. And finished yeah. watching Cruella. Oh. Last week as well, which I thought was really good. Well, we all we all enjoyed it. It's a it's a family hit. It, it's much it's better than it has any right to be, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, it was a was a nice, it's a pleasant surprise. Really, I mean, it wasn't just a a remake. It was no. an origin story, wasn't it? And it was had, uh, it, was, it was cleverly done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Um. Did we did we mention on the last one that Jungle Cruise Two is definitely happening? Electric Boogaloo, yeah, Jungle Boogaloo. 
that's definitely uh that's definitely happening and um shang chi's doing pretty well yeah so yeah. the box office which is third week at number one mm-hmm. i mean yeah let's also just confirm there's nothing else out no not for a few weeks anyway yeah uh, what's the next what's the next big film the bond well bond is coming out here on the 30th of September, but it's not coming out in America until mm. sometime in October. Mm. So I don't know if it's Carnage or Halloween Kills. It's going to be the, like, the next kind of bigger film. Carnage right. isn't until October though, is it? No, no, it's not till October. Because it I got pushed it's... back and then pulled forward again because it was the end of October and then they moved it forward again, didn't they, when Shang-Chi did so well. Yeah, mm. so I don't know. I, I've got a feeling it might be coming out early October now. Might come out before Bond. It's going to have right. to. Like, if it doesn't come out before Bond, there's no point in it coming out. We're Even just rewatching all Bond. the Bonds at the minute. Okay. Bond Skyfall. Oh, it's a good one, isn't it? Getting ready. Yeah, Skyfall is good. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't mind Spectre. Yeah, but was good. I know. I know it's not as uh, as good as Skyfall. My mother-in-law loves Bond. Um, yeah. It's been a bit of a tradition for us to go and see. Um, the Bond films at the cinema. We saw the last, uh, saw the last two. I don't think we saw. No, we didn't see Quantum of Solace together. But um, yeah, we kind of made it our little thing because my wife doesn't like Bond films very much. So uh, she has broken her arm, uh, of course, because uh, she is absolutely clumsy. Um, but that has not put her off going to the cinema. So we will be going to see that uh, opening weekend. So that'll yeah. be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, can't mm. can't wait for that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I I I don't think I, I noticed there's a few things that pops up on Disney Plus. Deadpool is now on Disney Plus in the UK, mm. so that's both Deadpool films are now on there. Yeah, um, American Horror Stories. Mm, I've watched any of that. Um, yeah, so this is a this is like a spin-off from the main show. Yeah, American Horror Stories rather than American Horror Story. Um, but I've had mixed things. I haven't watched American Horror Story since about season six or seven, so I'm well behind. I I didn't even that. get that far. I got to Roanoke, and that was as far as I got. You know what? Actually, I don't think I, I finished Roanoke. I'm sure I saw some of Hotel though, which I think was the next one. Yeah, I but, think the uh, wife watched some of Hotel yeah. because of Lady Gaga. Yeah, I like Lady Gaga. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah, give or take that series. Um, but yeah, um, anything else from anyone else that hasn't been? I've got, a, I've got a little bit that's that's popped up today. Um, Disney are currently in dispute with French free-to-air TV channels um, regarding um, their usage of new Disney films. Um, they want Disney to remove any new films from Disney Plus for the month that they have access to showing said films. Um, mm. It's it's all part of the same way that we've seen it here and in the in the US, where they're trying to shorten the release period in the cinemas before they're allowed to put it on their streaming services, um, and it's pretty much agreed with the French government that they're going to shorten that, but now the uh, the free-to-air channels have decided to dispute whether Disney are still allowed to keep 
their films on Disney Plus while they have access to that film. So what you're saying is, if I'm reading between the lines, is at Christmas Day in France this year, they're going to show Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And so for the month of, uh, from the 25th of December to the 25th of January, they want that off of Disney Plus. Yeah. See, I've, I've noticed before, over here especially, that when the BBC would show, the BBC have the rights to most Marvel films, don't they? Not all of them, yeah. but a lot of them. So if they showed Guardians of the Galaxy, say, if you went to iPlayer, you couldn't watch it. Yeah. It would say it, it had been shown, but you couldn't watch it on, on iPlayer. Yeah. Whilst recently, I've noted that when they have shown a Marvel film, you've been able to watch it on catch-up. Yeah. Normally just for 30 days, because that is, uh, for, for first-run programming, that's normally the rules with the iPlayer service. You can only watch it for 30 days on catch-up. Yeah. Um so I don't I don't see the problem with that. It's I think it's more to do with the new film so it's part of that release period. Um and what Disney have said if they can't agree to it Disney will remove all new films from French cinema and they will all go to Disney Plus and no one will have access to them. Well unless you've got Disney Plus subscriptions. Yeah. So cinemas won't have access to them. TV channels will not have access to them. It will just be on Disney Plus. Mind you. That uh, that to me sounds a little bit silly. Like who, who's really winning there? No, that everyone has a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. No one comes out of that smelling the roses. I do think sometimes, I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about before the, the Scarlett Johansson thing, but you do think sometimes that they are an evil company. It's not just them that the, the French TV channels are going against. It's, it's the likes of Warner Brothers as well um, and anybody that's got a, their own streaming service mm. um, that they mm. want to force to remove said films from streaming services for that month that they have the rights to them. But Disney seemed to be the one that's got their back up first. I do. I, I see this being a massive problem in general with, with streaming services. I mean, there was this big push a few years ago, wasn't there? Especially out of America with cutting the cord. Yeah. Cut the, cut, cut the cords. You're paying too much for cable. Cut the cord. You know, you can, you can pay for the individual services. And, each year, there's been more. So, you know, what have we got? Ne- well, not uh, from an American's pers- perspective, right? We've got Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, uh, Peacock, CBS Access, All Access. Um, or is that now called Paramount Plus? Yeah, I think it's Paramount Plus, Plus yeah. Um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, HBO Max. Uh, Discovery Plus, I think it's called, isn't it? Yeah, which will soon become part of HBO Max and God yep. knows. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, that that's all being bought out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, it's gone from having a few different streaming services, or you know, you can pay for certain channels, to now having all of these services 
of which if you bought all of them, you'd be paying just as much as you were paying for cable. Yeah. Mm. It's... I, I, I see this bursting. Well, it, it's like any new industry, and I mean, you know, you think back to, like, when internet became a thing, think about all the internet providers, like, you know, AOL and CompuServe and all that, there were hundreds of them. And that's kind of, well, down to a few, and really, mobile phone provider, you know. I mean, I know there's lots of, like, Tesco's, but they're all under the big four. And this is this will be the same, and it will consolidate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I forget, as, as Peter said, I forgot about that, but the fact that, you know, Discovery are buying Warner. Yeah. Well, look at what Disney mad. Plus has bought up as well. I mean, they bought Star, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they bought you know, Fox. It, it, yeah, Fox. I mean, it's, it'll all consolidate and there'll be a couple of big ones. Mm. Yeah. And they'll, they'll sort of top it up for God knows how long. And Peacock's coming to the UK as well, isn't it now? And HBO Max, apparently. At some point, yeah, but that's, that'll be years away because yeah, it's about existing, four years away at the moment. Yeah, yeah. but oof. I mean, even yesterday, right? I, and this shows how uh, how much I've not been watching it recently. But last night, I thought, oh, I'm going to watch some CNN. Couldn't watch CNN in the UK. CNN are now off the air unless you've got Sky. Everyone else that CNN had you know, was was on that, that platform, they've taken it off. So now if you want to watch CNN, you've either got to have Sky or you can pay them one ninety nine a month to get access to it on the website. CNN. I haven't, by the way, just in case you was wondering. I'm not paying for it. But yeah, this, I can see this being the future. There's less and less TV channels being available and more and more streaming services. Madness. Um, right, anything else for me with you, C? Uh The only thing I was just sort of flicking through my notes, but this is back to the parks. But did we talk about uh, Disneyland's Roger Rabbit? Have we talked about that? You, I we didn't talk about it, and I've we've not talked about it previously. I did see something about it earlier, but you know what? Take us home on it. Well, just quick, really. I mean, uh, I was just reading that it's going to be rethemed. So it's it's obviously a Roger Rabbit's uh, something something spin, and it's going to be themed to Jessica Rabbit now. Yeah. The new story and well, that was quite interesting. It kind of makes sense, really. I mean, Roger Rabbit isn't a thing, but Jessica Rabbit has has retained some infamy. Would you say? You know, she's she's still a thing. Uh, well. I just hope it's in three D. <laughs> well, I mean, she's very notorious in Paris, right, P-Dubs? Mm. <laughs> Infamous, maybe. <laughs> yeah, with a yeah. melty face. Um, mm, droopy dog, more like. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's an odd one, because Roger Rabbit really is like the, the, the great Lost franchise. Mm-hmm. He could have easily been the next Mickey Mouse. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not. I don't think he would have overtaken Mickey Mouse. I don't think that was ever on the cards. But I think he could have been a big character, like uh, a Bugs Bunny or something. Somebody that people knew, you know, was was quite uh, ingrained in pop culture. Well, it's a funny one because it's a great film. I absolutely love it. 
but it's I don't think Roger Rabbit's a really strong character in the film. He's almost like he's he's obviously the central kind of thing, but it's really about it's Bob Hoskins, isn't it? Really, yeah. Oh, it's the yeah, main character. But the thing is, that could have been expanded upon. You're absolutely right. In in the film, I think Jessica yeah. Rabbit though had legs. Well, obviously she's got legs, <laughs> but I think I think she would have been the strong character to take out of that if you were going to do something. I think a Jessica Rabbit franchise would definitely be, and and that's she's obviously retained, you know, some popularity. That's why they're retheming it. And you know, if you see whether it's pins or or merch or whatever, it's it's. Never really Roger Rabbit, it's Jessica Rabbit. Pins. Pins. You know, oh, like pins. <laughs> that makes sense. Pins. Yeah. Got a I was thinking, Jessica Rabbit pin. Not so damn well, like maybe. one, but some deal yeah. have one. I'm sure, I'm sure there is one. It might yeah. even be one of those French ones where you turn it upside down and, and um anyway, uh, face yeah. drapes. Uh, yeah, the face yeah. the face disappears. Um <laughs> the um I mean it, it it's an odd one. I mean Obviously, there were plans for a sequel. Yeah. Fame, Which know, would have revolved around that. Yeah. Um, accounts. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a few different films, wasn't there? But the, the one that got the closest to production, certainly, uh, you know, was going to be about Roger rescuing her again. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But yeah, she would have been more of a focal point. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it on here. I've certainly talked about it on a podcast somewhere, but... Um, the animated series I did in the nineties called Bonkers, that was blatantly. Uh, it's never been confirmed, as far as I can tell. But if you just look mm. at it, uh, that was a cartoon series that would have clearly been Roger Rabbit, like yeah. almost like the Fur Adventures of Roger Rabbit and uh, Eddie Valiant, because yeah. it was a buddy cop comedy. Mm-hmm. But they had to change the characters because they couldn't use yeah. Roger Rabbit. Um, and it's a shame that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't agree to do more. And I suppose that's the problem when you kind of work with another studio, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And especially one that's, you know, owned by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He's not going to just roll over. Um, yeah. But it's it's weird that they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Why now? After all this yeah. time, why now have they decided to change it? That's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Unless yeah. there's something in the books, you know. Well, yeah. Or unless you've just done some market research, and you know she is the stronger character, and they want to they want to freshen her. Oh, and, and I think they said that they they kind of wanted to refresh her story throughout the ride because it was it was pretty much that she's the damsel in distress throughout the ride. Yeah, and I think they wanted to step away from from that problem that obviously we're seeing throughout. Disney's rides at the moment that we we're seeing attractions change for yeah. various reasons that aren't PC these days, and mm-hmm. and that's one of them. I think is that they've gone. We've got her uh, literally as being saved by multiple male characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could could well be, but yeah, like you say, Mr. Steve, you know we are. We all see more things. I saw, and again, this was just a rumor that uh, there could be a new flight of the Navigator film going to Disney Plus. I believe it's been confirmed. Yeah. Um, with, back. <laughs> with Bryce, Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard directing it. 
Oh. I like her. That's a good film. Yeah, it's one of my wife's favorite my wife's favorite films. Um mm-hmm. she loves that. I I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through since I was a kid. But mm. yeah, she's she's a fan of it. My daughter likes it as well when she she watched it. Um yeah. but it's just one of those kind of I wouldn't say underrated films, but I suppose a bit like a Tron or a, a Rocketeer. Like yeah. one of those films that has a, a, a fan base. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big hit, but it has a quite dedicated set of fans. Yeah. So it makes sense if they if they were to uh to do that. But yeah, so PW could be right. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Spielberg said, you know, let's do some more uh, Roger Rabbit stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Um, right. So I'll wrap this episode up. Um, Read it I... off. <laughs> <laughs> Write it off. Um, I know that uh, we are due to have our friend Tom Armin on. In fact, he was going to be on this episode if I had remembered to organise a time with him. But I didn't. So, uh, Tom, if you hear this, I apologise. But hopefully we'll get you on to an episode very, very soon. Um patreons if you haven't already seen i have put uh the polling up for this month's films the universal ones locked in we've got that but it, you've got to vote which uh which disney film you want to watch um i say disney film disney plus film because obviously we're, we're just picking stuff off disney plus so it's not all disney so go and check that out and and vote um and otherwise we will see you in a few weeks all right here we go See you there. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.